0: Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast. In this episode, Erica and I will be talking about how to make the most of Scorpio season. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft. On this podcast, we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your
1: daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. We're We're your your hosts, hosts, the the Mystic Mystic Sisters, Sisters, Erica and Maggie. In this segment of the show, we choose a tarot card for the week and we look for moments that relate to this card in our daily lives. So for this episode, we chose the King of Cups. The theme of this card is emotional authority. So the court cards often show a progression from page to king and with the cup, it's gaining a certain level of control over our emotions. So the king is at a stage of emotional maturity where he doesn't need to swim in his emotions to understand and listen to them, and he can observe them in a sort of detached way and gather information that people are sharing with him and learn the lessons that he needs to learn.
0: So the king cards are also protected from outside influence, and for the king of cups, this means he trusts his own intuitive wisdom and experience over that of others. The king is a therapist who spends all day listening to the emotional trauma episodes and events that other people experience, but doesn't take that on himself. I also see this king as the character in the story that you are rooting for, or the protagonist. The reason we can often connect to characters in stories in whatever format they come in is because we can get inside their head and empathize with their experiences. This translates in the real world to a person who is very secure in their emotional expression, and they are capable of sharing that with the people around them.
1: So when Maggie was talking about the king, um, she mentioned that he's kind of the therapist who spends all day listening to emotions and um, events that other people are experiencing. And so... um, it's reminding me of my empathic abilities which i've talked about before and in my journey through that learning how to not take it on myself that those emotions are not my emotions just like the king is learning how to um is listening to the emotions of his, the people around him but not taking them on for himself and i'm thinking back to a time I have a friend who she hasn't mentioned many times. She has difficulty naming her emotion, like what the specific emotion is. And, you know, we've talked about like the difference between anger or jealousy or that they all feel the same in our body, but they are at their core different emotions. And so she has a really hard time distinguishing what those are and how They feel in her body that they just feel bad. It just feels bad. And so as I'm helping her with exploring what those labels are, really trying to not take them on myself, like um, she had a bad day at work the other day and not also sinking into me having a bad day at work because that's not my emotion to experience. That's hers. And so that's, that's what's bringing up for me with the King of Cups. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I feel like my journey with my emotions, I've kind of shared it a little bit over the past couple of years is leading me to this King of Cups um, progression. And I have my Scorpio or my moon is in Scorpio. So I feel like it is in my nature to be really connected to my emotions, but I've had a hard time in my life really understanding what they are and so as an adult I've been learning more and more about those emotions and I do feel like I am getting to the point where I can say I am the king of my emotions and so I really, um, I, I really relate to this card in the sense that that's been a big part of my journey at least in the last couple of years is understanding my emotions and not allowing them to control me. Um, I think in the past, I have had to swim in my emotions in order to understand them. And in some cases, that didn't really help me to understand them. But now I can sort of see them from above (laughs) and understand them in that way without like drowning in them. So
1: should we switch to our main topic for the week? Sounds good. As I mentioned earlier at the beginning, today we are going to share with you five ways
0: to make the most of Scorpio season. First, I want to explain what I mean by Scorpio season and what we mean by this entire episode because if you haven't listened to an episode before, you might not know this concept. Each year, as the sun moves through the zodiac wheel, um, the sign that it is currently in is what we would call that zodiac season, and so from about October 22nd to about November 21st every year, the sun is traveling through the Scorpio segment of our sky. And so what I'm talking about here is tropical astrology systems. So there's other systems of astrology that have different um, layouts of how these seasons are determined, but with the tropical system, the zodiac season is determined based on the equinoxes and the solstices and the sky is divided up into 12 equal segments based on the, based on the um, date of these moments in time. So the, the equinoxes and the solstices. The sun is moving into Scorpio and during Scorpio season we experience the Scorpio energy.
1: So overall, Scorpio energy is potent and powerful. It's characterized by passion, intense emotions, compulsive desires, secrecy, and stinging revenge. Scorpio is industrious and strong-willed, and they're self-assertive while silent, subtle, tricky, and surprisingly heroic in danger. Scorpio is a good detective and focuses on working on the out the hidden issues in the subconscious mind. So I just want to mention that um, because of these attributes of Scorpio, that sometimes our friends who are born during Scorpio season um, get a bad rap, and they are considered kind of the the mean ones of the zodiac chart. And I I don't think that that's fair. I think that Scorpios. Where they're like, when they have emotions, they have big emotions. And whatever they feel, they feel 110%. And so sometimes that can be viewed as offensive and in your face and mean, but it's not, it's not intended to be that way. I think, I know a lot of Scorpios who are like this, but they're not, they're not mean people. They're just passionate people
0: yeah i think that's right it's just um kind of like a burst of emotion Mm -hmm. instead of it being like over an extended period of time the emotions are constant it's like i love you so much and then it like pulls back Mm -hmm. so it's like a burst of it
1: yeah yeah
0: whereas cancer might be more of like a i love you every single day very yeah very quietly yep
1: in tiny little bits it's the same amount of love but it's just diluted versus saturated. Yeah, like I, I feel like you know, if you think about colors, a a saturated br- blue versus a desaturated blue, you know, it's just so in your face and vibrant and there, present. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we love you, Scorpios. Don't yes. don't feel bad. <laughs> So now that you know what you can expect from the energy of Scorpio season, here are five things you can do to make the most of the energy.
0: The first thing you can do is to discover your sexuality and your passion. The energy of Scorpio season and Scorpio in general is very sexy. It's not afraid of being vulnerable and opening up to some of these things that our culture might consider taboo or dark or dirty. A lot of people have grown up in a household, a religion, or society that teaches us that sex is dirty and not to be talked about in polite society. But Scorpio is inviting you to explore your sexy side and discover what really gets
1: you going. So, this is reminding me of when we were house hunting, we came across, and I think it was on Scary Mommy, if you want to go look it up for yourself. There was an article about this house that. Upstairs was totally like white middle class design, you know, very Pinterest perfect, I'll say. And like it had the kitchen island, it had the open concept layout. It was just very that house. But then downstairs in the basement was a full on BDSM dungeon. And it was like they took these pictures to go on Zillow. They were not hiding it at all. They had a bed that had restraints and a stock on it. They had all of their toys on display. They had uh, one of those cross things that you can tie people to on display, just out in the middle of the room. And I love it. I am here for it. I think that is like, they are just, that is who they are and they are happy to display it. Yeah,
0: they're proud. It sounds like they're proud of that room. And they want to, they're not afraid to like hide it. And they want to find someone else who's going to also love that room. Yes. To purchase. Although I
1: I hope that they would take their toys with them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Good point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I I just think that it, it, that room is Scorpio sexual energy in a nutshell. And I, I think it's cool.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: And in an effort to
0: get through the taboos of our culture, we are planning a sex magic episode later this season where we can share how to use sex as part of your magical manifestations and release.
1: So before we share the other four uh, ways to talk about Scorpio, let's share our herb of the week. So this episode is brought to you by wormwood. Um, I will start by telling you the, ma- the medicinal properties and then Maggie will share the magical ones. So wormwood is considered a bitter bitter tonic. and I'll just remind you that a tonic is something that tones your muscles. So when we're talking about muscles, there's a difference between tone and strength, although they are related. Tone is the density and amount of muscle fiber that is there, of a single muscle fiber. So if it's it's toned really well, it's, you know, if you think about a a rubber band, if it's loose, it's all floppy. And if you pull it tight, then it's really straight and uh, taut. So that's tone. And strength is how many of those Muscle fibers are there together to make the muscle move. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they're related, but they're not the same. So when we're talking about a tonic, we're talking about something that's going in and toning whatever muscles we're working with. And in this case, we're working on the digestive system um, because bitters work on digestion. They're really good for stimulating appetite. They're good with flow of gastric or pancreatic, Enzymes and bile, they are, they help with um, indigestion and just kind of making the juices flow. Um, So wormwood also, because we like to name things the way that they look and the way that they help. For example, a walnut works or a walnut looks like a brain and it actually helps with brain function. So, you know, but anyway, with wormwood, it helps treat worms so if you have roundworms or pinworms or any kind of digestive worms then wormwood is a good thing to take and then it's also really good with helping to deal with fever and infection especially if it's coming from a infection of the bowels or like a stomach ache or something like that i will say that In high doses, it can have a neurotoxicity effect. So don't use more than the recommended dose. And also it's contraindicated in pregnancy and lactation. Also, last thing, if you have a sensitivity to the daisy family, you should not use it as well. So what are the magical properties, Maggie?
0: So wormwood is an active herb. It is associated with Mars and the moon, a fire element herb. Um, corresponds with Cancer and Scorpio, and Erica mentioned the Latin name, which is Artemisia absinthium, and uh, that name is uh, thought to come from the Greek goddess Artemis. So you can you can use wormwood to correspond with her. You can use wormwood or add it to any sort of spell or potion or ritual in which love, protection, psychic powers, and spirit communication are your purpose. So for protection, it is used to remove anger or to help you get through that emotion and control it. It can be used to help um, prevent wars from breaking out or to stop a war, bring about peace. You can add it to a mixture or a potion or a spell in which your purpose is to prevent a violent act from happening so it's sort of like a binding herb and you can use it to it's also um, used for curses in which you would sprinkle it in the path of an enemy and that will bring them strife and misfortune Um, so somebody who's done something really bad that you want to teach them a lesson Um, also for protection it, is, it can be uh, hung from your re- rear view mirror and that can protect you from accidents or any sort of dangers that you might encounter on the roads. When your purpose is for enhancing your psychic powers and communicating with the spirit realm, then it can be burned as an incense. You can burn the loose herbs on a coal or you can find wormwood incense to burn and that can help with clairvoyant abilities or clairaudient abilities or any of the clairs. It can summon spirits that you want to communicate communicate with and it can help to get sort of divine message through divination practices like the tarot or using the runes or any other practice that you engage in. And that is sort of the connection with Artemis as well as well because of the um, association with the owl and the owl being connected to psychic powers and spirit com- communication. And just a note that sometimes wormwood can be poisonous. So if you are using it in a tea or something like that, then make sure that you're
1: very cautious and don't do anything stupid. So now we'll head back to our main topic of using Scorpio season energy. And the next thing that you can do is to invest your money wisely. So Scorpio is often associated with money as well, and probably because money is another one of those topics that we're told not to discuss. It's an area of human life that most people have at least one block or limiting belief. You should take some time to understand your finances during Scorpio season, look at where the money is flowing in and where it is flowing out, and feel joy for this movement in both directions because currency is meant to flow.
0: Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest takeaways that I learned from the book. It's called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And there was a whole section about currency, the root of that being a current, and rivers have a current, they flow. Um, And then the idea of like liquid money, the money that you can actually spend is liquid. So there's this it money is not meant to be stuck in a bank account or you know hoarded in investment properties or things like that. It's meant to be moving about throughout society, and um, and so there's sort of a balance of like holding on to some money for security, but not hoarding it to this to a place where it's like causing a block in the total flow, like the universal
1: flow of money. So this is reminding me uh or making me think I've been getting lots of emails from my savings bank uh and just things from like acorn and robin hood about investing my money and uh you know retirement funds and 401k all of that stuff and it's it's one of those signs that we talked about last time but I feel like it's uh, it's time for me to start thinking about those things. I've been, money has always been sort of a trigger for me. Um, I've always had to spend a lot of time looking at every single penny that comes in and out and moving things around, sacrificing things that I want and I need to take care of my partner who money was also a trigger for. And in doing this, developed my own trigger. And so I've been spending the last you know six months to a year really, um, kind of just spending frivolously and just buying whatever, uh, impulse came into my head. And if I was like, I need this thing, I just went ahead and got it without even thinking about what, not thinking about my bank account and just doing it. And I'm, I'm glad to be in a a privileged place right now where I can do that. Uh, you know, I, um, am sharing a house with three people. And so my finances are split three ways to, you know, pay for all of that. And I'm in a better job that I'm making more money. So it feels not as bad to be able to spend like that. But I think I'm coming to the end of that pendulum swing, um, and thinking that it's time to start doing more saving
0: yeah it sounds like that pendulum you're talking about sounds like the pendulum between Taurus season or Taurus energy and Scorpio energy where Taurus is about like being indulgent and getting the things that you want when you want them and surrounding yourself with comfort and then Scorpio is kind of about those like long-term investments and making sure that you have that like stability of your finances And so, you know, you and they're opposite signs so that Mm -hmm, it makes sense that you'd be swinging from one to the other. Um, But then, yeah, like you said, you get right down to the middle of the pendulum swing and it's kind of an equilibrium of the two. Yeah. Yeah. So the next thing that you can do during Scorpio season is to transform any sort of destructive emotions into helpful emotions instead. And so this is sort of along the lines of like shadow work, which we also want to do an episode on that later this season. Like Erica was saying about Scorpio Scorpio energy earlier, there's sort of a misunderstanding about what this energy is about because there's this passion that can be a really positive you know positive and beautiful emotion, but in some circumstances, it can turn into this possessiveness or jealousy or revenge. And so Scorpio might bring out those kind of emotions that are actually destructive to relationships and to yourself. And so this is a good opportunity to audit the emotions that you're experiencing. And especially during Scorpio season, when your emotions might be more um, intense and focused, and then you can, so you do an audit of these emotions that you're holding onto, and you can begin working through them to figure out which of these emotions that don't feel nice and don't feel pleasant in your body, how you can transmute them into emotions that do feel pleasant and are more beneficial to your relationships and to yourself. Because all emotions are valuable. I think that's really important to say. I talk about that in the Witchcraft 101 course, like being able to feel these emotions as humans, we can feel all of this spectrum of emotions in order to give us information about what we're experiencing and things like that and what's going on around us. Um, But being able to sort of learn to recognize those feelings as a tool for coping that can help you to switch them before it becomes destructive or to get through it before it becomes destructive and and turn it to something that can help you instead.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we've we've talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, the, the idea that Scorpio is passionate and intense and in your face. And so using that, that passion, you know, don't, don't diminish that passion, still have it, but make sure you're using it for good and not for evil.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pointed in a good focus that energy, focus that those emotions into a positive direction, something that's going to help you and be beneficial.
1: Right. And, and you know, like this is, you know, we talk about love here, you know, like you can have anger and use it for love. Mm-hmm. You can have um, these really intense, more negative emotions but use them for love um and use them to uh make a better the world a better place and use that um righteous righteous justified anger (laughs) in a good way
0: yeah that's a really good way to put it yeah that you can because because I think there's like the spiritual bypassing thing where it's like, you don't feel anger. I don't feel anger. I don't feel sadness. I don't feel jealousy. Um, But that's not accurate. You do feel those things, but the point is to feel them and not let them become destructive to feel them and let them be helpful. Yes.
1: We want helpful, helpful, loving results.
0: So do you want to tell us the next way to make the most of Scorpio season?
1: Yes, so we want to make sure that we're breathing and releasing tension. So holding on to secrets can cause your body to tense up. And I bet right now, release your jaw. (laughs) Did I get anybody? Yeah, me. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Additionally, digging into your deeply held beliefs to uncover certain darker aspects of yourself can really do a number on your body. So make sure you take some time to breathe deeply and release the tension in your muscles. And as you release your tension, you may find yourself releasing some limiting beliefs as well.
0: Yeah, well, and it, to me, this is making me think of like doing a lot of grounding type of self-care, grounding yourself. And and I always think about grounding in the fall in general um, and this season because of the way in some parts, not really here in Florida, but in a lot of other places in the world, when the leaves are falling to the ground and they're starting to decompose, that's sort of like what we can do. We can model that in our own bodies that we can like fall to the ground and like let go of the things that are we want to leave behind and, um, you know, decompose the things that aren't helping us anymore because, so that we can prepare for new growth when the spring comes around again so our final way to make the most of scorpio season is to let go of grudges and resentment which is similar to the previous one but specifically about in in terms of like a relationship with a person i think with releasing tension it's about like on a personal individual level and this is more about um how you relate to other people so this is a good opportunity to rebuild friendships and relationships that might have been damaged by any grudges that you've been holding, or resentment, or even on the part of another person. If someone else has been holding a grudge, you know, or resenting you, reaching out and being able to get past that in some way. So, facing your feelings head-on, deciding what's really helpful and healthy for your well-being, if it's good to continue holding on to that. And generally, it's probably not. So, regardless of if you rebuild a relationship or rebuild a friendship, um, or y- you decide it's not worth it and you actually don't need it, it's good to just let go of those feelings. Again, this is the end of a year. You don't want to bring that in to the next solar cycle after Samhain. So just let it go and move on.
1: Yeah, this is kind of um talking to like speaking to me about my friends with a Scorpio sun sign. Um, you know, they they hold on to those grudges for so long and it's um if it's like if you're on your, their list you never get off their list and they always remember all of the things that you've ever done to them ever and um it's hard to it's hard to break through that and let go of those grudges but it's more healthy to do so
0: yeah even even if it's just for you and not to like rebuild a relationship, even if it's just that you can move on and not have to have that in your mind anymore and in your body, the tension, like we were talking about in the previous one,
1: letting yeah. go of that tension. And I was just talking with somebody recently about the difference between letting go and forgiveness. Cause we talked about that with, um, in the last episode with the sorry of saying, um, like you can say sorry, but you don't have to forgive them. And like, I can, I cannot forgive somebody for something that they've done. That's horrible, but I can also let it go.
0: Yeah. Like you don't have to let them be in your life anymore. You don't have to talk to them. Um, unless like you are in the situation where you do, but you Mm -hmm. don't have to like be friendly or kind or whatever, but not Mm -hmm. to hold it in your heart and in your head there's another quote that's like people come and go from our lives for a reason. Sometimes people stay for a lifetime. Sometimes people stay for a minute. And so there's, you know, even if there's something that you're letting go of, and you're not meant to, you know, remain in relationship with them, there's something to learn from it. um, In terms of like, how you relate to people, what you want out of a friendship or a romantic partnership or a business partnership or anything like that, um, and what you maybe don't want. So there's always a lesson. All right, so those are our five ways that we think you can use to make the most of this season. We're going to move on to our next segment where we are
1: celebrating some goddesses. So do you want to tell us what we're doing, Erica? We wanted to celebrate some goddesses from around the world for this season of the podcast. And so for each goddess, we will give you a theme to think about that she represents so that you can create a ritual or spell or manifestation or whatever you want that's related to the goddess. And I am using Anne shen's legendary ladies goddess deck and because Maggie talked about her earlier we picked Artemis so Artemis is the Greek goddess of the hunt and her theme is independence. So her what it says is now it's time for you to go it alone or declare your independence you're getting protection and guidance from Artemis goddess of the wilderness. Explore nature or commune with the moon to find more answers. So Maggie, how will you invite independence to show itself this week?
0: I'm going to go out into nature, as the card suggests, on my own. Instead of, because I feel like in the, I feel like I, hold myself back from doing things like going paddleboarding or going just walk around nature areas or whatever because it's something I want to experience with my husband so I wait until you know he's ready on the weekend or something like that but I'm going to take the initiative to go out on my paddleboard on my own and just explore nature here in Florida um, without him and see what happens and hopefully I won't
1: get lost. As always, I struggle with the um, feeling like I'm an adult and I pay my bills and I do my chores and I take care of myself and I do this stuff. And as soon as I sit down and try to relax, I have the feeling of I'm going to get in trouble. I'm an adult. <laughs> and <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. And I there's something else I need to be doing. So for me, I'm going to be... Uh, more independent and trying to do some activities uh, on my own this week, um, being confident in my decision that it's okay to do those things and to relax and to enjoy myself. That sounds lovely.
0: And if you would like to share how you are inviting independence into your week, please let us know. Uh, go to witchwanderer.com and you can answer this question and you'll get five mumble coins for doing so. Now, next week, since we already mentioned we're doing um, a special Samhain episode, which is sort of outside of our the way that we normally structure the podcast um, topics, we are also going to do a different tarot card than we normally do. Our very first major arcana card for this show. So we're going to choose the death card, which is associated with uh, Scorpio, season still, and it also has a connection with Samhain as well. So this card is about change, new beginnings, endings, and transformation. And so it's about the end of an old cycle, like we were talking about, and the beginning of the new. At the witch's new year, it's the end of an old cycle, and the beginning of the next year. It's about letting go of your past and not being afraid to enter the next cycle as a true version of yourself. It's sort of the idea of one door closes and another one opens. There's always a new opportunity. Um, So we'll be getting into all of these ideas in our next episode and we'll be sharing stories of how the death card has shown up in our lives.
1: You can find out more about this episode by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash zero four one. Join us next week when we talk about sewing. And make sure that
0: you subscribe so that you are notified about each new episode. Please help other witches find this show by leaving us a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It actually really does help our show when you rate and subscribe, so we really
1: appreciate it. You can also find us on Instagram at Mumbles and Things and join us in the Mumbles Academy to chat about this episode with other witchy folk. Bye bye. Bye bye.